So um, just to, well, Paul, how are you doing? I'm well, well, given what's happening around us, I'm, yeah, I'm reasonably well. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I am, um, over the years I've developed, uh, a, I, I was really fearful when this whole thing started because um, in previous years, as, as we grow older, well, and, and particularly some of the injuries I suffered when I was younger, affects me now really badly. Like, like I, I one my left lung is a bit, I had that punctured many years ago and it now sort of comes back to me. So I was really scared in the early, in the early days, yeah. April, May. But then for some reason, um, yeah, we seem to, to manage to get through this and here we are. Excellent, excellent. Um, I Just to give you a bit of background, so we have been trying for, I think it's been running for just over a year, we've been doing this podcast within the faculty, no, within the division of psychology and language sciences called What Works, where I talk to colleagues about just their careers and their life and their careers and sort of the idea is what works for you you know how do you manage things so we talk a lot about how we end up doing what we're doing and the different sorts of things people have done along the way and the different sorts of um you know challenges people have to cope with um and we were very keen to talk to you specifically because obviously you're a, a fantastic and very valued member of the pals community but also because this is black history month we thought it'd be a really nice idea to um, ask you some interesting questions about what I know to have been an extremely interesting career. Um, and this should be really uh, painless. I will edit this. So if at any point you think, oh, I wish I hadn't said that, or no, I don't want to know that, <laughs> you are absolutely allowed to do so. I, I, I had, I've at least three times managed to take someone to some aspect of their life where they're going, no, that was a very traumatic experience and I don't want to talk about it. So don't let me, you know, you, you're absolutely allowed to tell me to shut up or that you don't want to say something. Or if you just say, I want to say, say something differently, I'll say that again, just say it yeah. and I can edit it. Okay. I appreciate that. And I really do. <laughs> no problem. And it's, I'm just going, this is just going to be a podcast. So the video, I won't use the video. Okay. Okay, that, that's up to you. I, I don't mind. I've done a fair amount of these in my time, and um, and and in recent years, uh, it's interesting that we're now in Black History Month, and and my, my father was one of the these black activists in the early years. He he took part in 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 supporting the Brixton Five. I don't know if if you and and actually defend in in them. He was one of their representative, and he was quite active. So recently there was this thing about the Rinrush, and my sister and I saw a photo of him. Uh, we we it it just brought back these 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 childhood memories of the sixties and 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 seeing George. Well, he's now he's now he's now passed on. And um and seeing him after all these years still in circulating in in British history, um it, it was quite an eye opener because my grandkids, you know, my oldest grandkid is is now twenty one, and and he was quite keen. Well, there's you know I saw Granddad on the telly and that sort of thing, and so it, it it's quite it wasn't a big thing then. And now for Black History Month, these things 
uh, are part of, of black people's history in the British community and um, British society, I suspect. And 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 here we were living in most of it. Yeah. So mm. um Could I yeah, ask you I'm, about, I'm, could you tell me a bit more about your dad? All right. So my my, my dad um my my parents came here in the early fifties. They they left me 18 months old in the Caribbean, in Trinidad and the Caribbean, and they came here. So I was probably the youngest, well, I was the youngest at the time, and then they came here and had a few more kids. So my mum actually was the one who went to to work and he went to further education. He was a policeman in the Caribbean and and I went on to 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 to, to do a law degree and eventually end up becoming one of these barristers who had a little a little space in in Grayson Hall that that we had a privilege to visit once and only once and and just as well as as seeing him in in his wig and robe and thing probably once so it, it wasn't a regular thing but we'd see him on the odd occasion in these marches and i would have attended the these sort of trips up to brixton and 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 high park where he would have done most of his talking and and that sort of thing by the way he's george anthony joseph senior and i'm being george anthony joseph junior excellent so, so um yes and you were saying about the Brixton Five. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? All right. So th those are the guys who, who, who um, Darkus Howell was one of them. And, and, I, and, and he's the first one that sprang to mind because um, at, at the time, my parents had separated. Um, like most, most, um, most people from the Caribbean who came here, around the time my parents did and sent for their kids as, as you know for some reason they couldn't hold it together at one point my mum say because he became educated <laughs> and um so I remember Darkus being a sort of supportive uncle and and when he got involved in some sort of issues they had in Notting Hill Gate because these were the black predominant areas the Afro-Caribbean people would have settled in these areas so so I, I I knew Darkus and and then from 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 being a sort of uh, a, a sort of supporter of George's cause and and George's being George supporting his cause and obviously in 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 the sixties and early seventies England was a totally different place London was totally different and um and and and, and we had something that that was called. Uh, uh, Afro-Caribbean community was totally different to now, where 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 we talk about the Afro-Caribbean community, but it was it was more community then as it is now. It's it's more a diverse group of people rather than a community, in in my opinion. But I'm I'm sure there there are people who who could who were probably disagree or, or probably point me in a different direction where that is concerned. But 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 um but Darkest Hall, the late Darkest Hall, it's amazing how when you talk about these people, you remember well he's passed on and she's moved on and they've mm. died and, and and it just shows where I am in this world now, how old I am kind of considering <laughs> considering because yeah. So George George was one of these he, 
I can't even remember the name of the the BBC's got loads of stuff about George and, and Sonia Chung and people like that. Sonia Chung was was one of the my my stepmothers. Um, well, she was my stepmother because uh, George eventually married her and um, and 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 started a new family. But um, but but George was one of these sort of Caribbean intellectual who hang around with. With, with 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 another Trinidadian who was who was a, a writer and 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 considered there's a uh, it's amazing how these things can't spring to mind when when you're talking about them but when you see them CLR James CLR James was one of George's teachers in the Caribbean and when they came to England in the early 50s they, they, they met up but then CLR James did not have the sort of academic prestige and and so he himself George his nephew Darkus Howell and they, they used to hold like Sunday Saturday classes where they'll teach black kids like myself and and others about black history and uh, that sort of stuff. So so um so George was pretty much part of that sort of sort of an environment. Um, another Caribbean fellow who was involved with George was Ivan Van Sertimore. He's also now dead, and he used to be my teacher. He went. He actually worked at the at SOAS not far from our building and Van Sertima would have taught the likes of me and, and others my younger sister and others on, on a Saturday evening we would have held black identity classes it, it was cool at the time and um and and yeah so so George was pretty much involved in in the black power movement and 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 helping to to defend Black people when they got into trouble with the the government and and well not so much the government but mainly the police the government as you know at the time were were Wilson government and 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 people like that who taught had a different a different look on 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 this e emerging sort of intellectual people from the Caribbean it, it is strange I can now talk about Georgian and, and and use the term intellectual because not until he actually died and, and people like Van Sertima died would they really be credited and, and and we couldn't call them intellectuals until somebody else until the white establishment called them that and yeah. now yeah and now because George George was involved in in putting together stuff like the the racial equality act for this country the very first one george was was pretty the forefront i've got an image of him in brixton a picture of him in brixton and that was the one that was recognized by my my, my grand my grandson who saw him first and and then started phoning everyone up to say i saw granddad on the telly so he was he was in one of these protests, but he was trying to calm the situation down by telling them we're putting together this act to deliver to the Wilson government. I remember that sort of thing happening. I was only probably about 13, 12, 13 at the time, if that all. Um, but but they they were trying to 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 talk to the 
to the people as well as negotiate some sort of peace with the with the government with regards to homes having having space for 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 black people from the well black people from the caribbean to 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 call their home or for them to settle in parts of london at the time um it, it, it is quite strange to, to talk about these things and 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 see images of George still being posted and, and people still want to know more about him. Um, yeah, um, George and Sonia had had taken part or they'd formed some sort of organisation and and pretty much tried to 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 form housing associations for black people. Again, it's something that we we, we don't have and as, as much as we had in those days. So it it it, it is quite strange to see how how the, 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 the community has evolved. I I now have grandkids that say to me, well granddad, I am brown and you are black. And I say, okay, I understand that you're brown, sweetheart, you know, um, yeah. But but that that's that's the nature of us. So so for black history, man, this is where we are. For me. <laughs> Excellent. And it's a fantastic story about your father that I had no idea. That's a, what a what an important and an incredible story. That's extraordinary. Well, well, um, well, it, it, it's not something we 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 people are interested in. You know, we've we've got a lot of issues still to sort out in the UK. You know, um, to 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 be harking back to to 1962 and, and 1963. But 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 those are those those are the the history that that some of us have. And, and 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 we can't always shake off. Mm. And mm. you know, it's important to you know keep telling these stories as well. I think it's very particularly. I've got very interested in how we like how quickly up a generation you sort of lose contact with what people's lives could really be like, and then we just tend to view them through our own version of what we think things must have been like then. And it's it's so. It's so useful to and important to actually hear actual stories of somebody's, you know, the things they did that were, at, you know, were different and unusual at that time. It's a, it's not just a everybody in the past wearing a silly old hat, is it? It's a, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. But right. this is your dad had an amazing story, and I think we probably could just talk about him for an hour. But um, what I would like to do, George, is to kind of go to you and you growing up. So when you were a kid, what what did you want to do? What were things that engaged you and interested you? Um, as a, as a child, as a child, Sophie, I I were I I was told that my father was a policeman, and I came to this country at the age of six. So my father was a policeman when I was born and and whatever. And I'm now coming to I'm I'm now you're now going to England. And when 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 you arrive, your your father is a, a law student, so you have to do something on that level. You have to, and and um. So I I had these the sort of ideas. But my sisters, I was the only boy for for a long time. For 
I've four sis three sisters ahead of me and one after me and then a, a brother came along. So I, I was told that I have to 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 do something. And this this is the age of five, six in the Caribbean that you have to to do well in school. You have to. Um, so so for me, I, I, I taught the, the, the pressure was on quite quite early until I came to came to, to, to England and I came to the England. My, my early memories is coming, is having one of these sailors who we made friends, my sisters and I made friends with as we walked, as he lifted me off because I, I was the, sm the youngest and he lifted me off, bringing me down the stairs. And my sister, my oldest sister instantly recognized our parents as I didn't know these people at all. And, um, and the 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 sailor, the sailor hand me over and I, I I sort of so I straight away it it was for me I I was no longer that's when I knew I was no longer the the youngest because they they met us in Southampton with a pram and 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 another baby so I was I no longer be, was the youngest and I had to hit the ground running in mm. England um and so so. It was one of those things where you had to do good in school because my sisters were all academics and 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 they eventually became teachers and lecturers and, and, and things like that. And 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 to some extent I was quite interested in in in, in a number of academic lifestyles, but some but but when my parents marriage broke down and George was no longer living with us. Things changed drastically, and um, and 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 so I, I I just didn't. I I all of a sudden I had a, a certain amount of freedom to do as I wanted to do because my mom, bless her, she couldn't keep control of everything, <laughs> and my sisters had you know um. I, I remember even now when I talk with my older sister and probably when I discuss this with her I remind her that she taught me the time uh, to, to, to tell the time and 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 taught me the, the my timetables and and things like that so I was homeschooled qu quite early in life because they were all a couple of years ahead of me and and they they knew in instantly what they wanted to do but I had this dream of coming to England and um and and being the youngest and I and and I will have the opportunity only to arrive here to to be to be whatever I wanted to be. We need to arrive here to the realities that I'm not the youngest and I can't be what I want to be. I have to be whatever <laughs> the the system or whatever the parents said. And so yeah, life, 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 life. Mind you, I did I did do reasonably well in school. I don't think if you remember GCEs and that sort of stuff. You're probably too young for that. But I do have a number of those and and whatnot. And uh, plus whatever knowledge I gained from the streets. So 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 um so finding myself working in 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 pals isn't isn't really uh an eye opener for me. I, I've been around academics for quite a while. Um, it's just that the, the academics I've been around, quite a lot of them came from from very very working class background, as a, as opposed to academics who 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 had a different quality of life. Mm. Um, so, 
So yeah, as a child, I had I had ambitions of doing something. I um something in 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 academia, but I didn't know what it were. And as I said, when my parents separated, I found a, a, a free time and had friends who had that sort of free time, and and it all went it, it all went my way. <laughs> So what did you start, have I got this right, did you get, did you box for a while? Have I completely made that up? Because I'll edit it out if I made it up. You didn't make that up, no, that, 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 that's, that's pretty factual, you didn't make that up. So um, yeah, um, but a, again, that, that's part of the rebellion, rebelliousness of, uh, of, 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 I, I I don't think I had a deprived childhood of 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 having your own way. You know, um, as I said, my 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 father had to concentrate on on what he had to do. He had a new family. My mum was always working, so I had spare time on my hands. So I found myself in the gym quite early in in life, and eventually went through the different stages. Went to America for a bit, spent yeah and. And, and and did reasonably well, but when I my my when I came back to England, I came back to England to 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 spar with one of one of the then contenders for a world title fight. And after a couple of training sessions with him, everything went went reasonably well. And I um I I had a young daughter at the time. And I sat on this wall, and and she was she was she was saying to me, "Come down here, come down here." So I jumped off this wall, and I felt this twinge in my knee, and 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 that was it. It, it, it I had to have made one operation, then another, and then another, and and eventually that that more or less ended, ended any chances of taking that career further, but um. Over the years, it's not something that my family gave a hundred percent support to, in in the sense that they they always think you should be doing better, you ought to have done better, you ought to be doing something else, and um, and 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 here we are. Yeah. So what did you do? So you 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 were boxing for a while, and then. Sounds like a really. I mean, that must have been quite a big thing for you because it's 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 an absolute tyranny, isn't it? Sporting as a career, you that's it, one injury away from everything ending. Uh, well, well, that's that's how it's like for for most people, any any sporting individual. That's all it is, mm. and the fitter you get, is the more is is the the the, the more prone you become, and um and 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 and, and with the boxing, uh, you you have to be. There in 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 the in those days the the promoters you had to be seen by promoters as opposed to be seen by by cameras and the TV networks and and things you had to be seen by promoters because we're talking about days not like now where everyone has a, a camera and everyone can you can end up being on the YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff so we're talking about days where you had to impress people who physically saw you you had to be in their face and um 
And 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 once you're injured, that's it. Nobody sees you if you can't walk. You can't walk for a couple of weeks, or you can't train for a couple of months. Nobody yeah. sees you. Nobody knows you. Everybody thinks, well, he drops out. He drops out. There's another hundred or two guys we can find up and down the country to take his place. You know, and um, and even telephone calls wasn't readily available in those days mm. as it is now. So um. Yeah, but I, I, I don't miss the fight game, even though I was reasonably good at it. I've got a few trophies somewhere about the house that my grandkids play football or cricket with and that sort of stuff. <laughs> but it, it's not a big deal for me. Um, I, what, as I grew older, what I realized I miss is the, the dedication to the training and keeping fit and how important that were. But um, but participating in 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 the fight game and and running around with with, with people who are in the, the, I don't miss it so what did you decide to do when this is boxing's been sort of taken from you by right. injury I am um, I, I I I did a couple of jobs in um I I, I work in with the council for a bit and um I, I i didn't particularly like the the whole office setup and eventually i went on to train as a driving instructor and um and and, and did that for a number of years but um george i i have to stop you there i do know that you didn't just you weren't just a driving instructor you taught some very interesting people how to drive now i'm going to insist that within the remit of what happens in the driving lesson obviously stays in the driving lesson but what was it like teaching boy george how to drive <laughs> oh, um, I, I i think we, we got it slightly wrong i'm not boy george i, oh, I right. saw boy george uh, we, 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 with the brass boys one oh, of the right. brass boys <laughs> Boys, but but George was around because he wasn't he wasn't as famous as he well he wasn't famous yet. I think come 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 wasn't even on 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 the airwaves yet, right. and he used to cycle around. He used to cycle around like an oddball in Swiss Cottage where I worked and ever so often. But he, he was quite an outgoing character. So everyone used to stop and talk to him. And I would have gone down to Swiss Cottage to pick up one of the brass boys, Matt. And um and 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 we'd have seen George and George would have seen him coming out of the flat and 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 then the next young man who was part of that sort of living in that area with the Bransky beat guy so so I I, I knew those guys from from driving up for teaching people to drive in from BSM at the time it was called BSM the school we'll call um those guys were around the Swiss cottage area they they had flats and eventually I think George bought a house in 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 in, in Hampstead and and so these guys were, were were basically around there. But I taught somebody much more famous than that. And and I taught John Draper to drive. <laughs> and I when I eventually got 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 the job at 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 Pals, I taught John Draper to drive. And so and he was also a, a good a, a good student. So they were all good students, and they passed first time. That that is that's a credit to you. That's a credit to you. Can I can I just very quickly ask you about teaching Matt from Bros? 
Uh, was it was that, was that like at the peak? Because when I was in my, I, I hadn't. I was just about to go to Polytechnic. I was working in London when mm-hmm. um, Bros really went very, very famous, and right. suddenly they were everywhere, and people were absolutely. So I was a little bit older than the girls yeah. who liked Bros, but you couldn't sort of miss it. It was it was like a madness. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, and so. The, the the first lesson were that I had to meet them. I had to meet. No, they were good. He was going to come because in those days they had to come to the the driving school and the driving school was on Finchley Road. So I turn up to, to see Bross and, and whatnot. And, and you know me in those days, I, I, was, I was just out of out of the, the box and lock and is really fit then. And then this bloke turns up to me and says, I am the, the bodyguard. And I'm looking at him, I say, you're the bodyguard to whom? To your students? Said, no, you're not. And he's going to come along. So when I told him, no, you're not going to come along. No, you know, you didn't give me much opposition because he wanted to come along as a bodyguard. So Matt came along all gently and uh, we drove around. Um, Mill Hill because that's where he took the tests and whatnot, um, and and but we used to have this entourage all the time. So eventually, Matt became more comfortable with me talking to him and his. At one one stage, I think for the first lesson, the manager came and 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 the bodyguards and and other people came. That, that that I said, you know, I was making me, you know, um, forever looking in the mirror rather than talking to Matt and, and we're not going to get this right. So eventually they started falling back until there were just two cars following us rather than, because there were big things in those days. They were all together just after he learned to drive Oh, he passed his driving test. I would say about two months later down the road, the the band broke up, whereby the the drummer, the drummer left. But he, he was a nice guy in general, and and he still is. He is, yeah. They're they they're, they're all nice, and and but but out of all of them who I met casually, I met the guy from Bronski Beat, who I, I don't know what he's doing now. But George was always George was always friendly and always approachable, and obviously George Michael was part of the scene at the time as well. So I did have a few lessons with George Michael, but not on a not not. But but that was just for him to get used to the new car he had bought at the time, rather than. And, but all of this is because of the where I was working from. This is not because I put myself about. I worked at Finchley, at Finchley Road at the time, and and these guys, these guys hang out and lived in 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 Highgate and Swiss Cottage, and so it, at at some point we they, they were all going to pass through. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so without wanting to name drops and things like that, a colleague of mine from that very same office at the time taught Shade, Shade at the time, and she was living in Swiss Cottage at the time. You know, so so yeah, so um, amazing. So, yeah, it was that sort of stuff. So it, it sort of eased me. That sort of thing eased me into from the highlights of having your photos taken and and people surrounding you because of your physique and whatnot. And then you go into and you continue having 
cameras and people because on the day Matt passes driving test that was a bit of a fiasco as well some <laughs> kids got whiffed of it and and they left the school in Mill Hill and they came out and and photographers came out but he managed to still pass his driving test despite all of that attention well well done him and that that's that, as I said that's a credit to you for your and he's a nice guy as well you know he is in general he was and I, I hope he still is yeah, I I saw that recent documentary about them, and I thought it was it was actually very touching. It was a it was good. To see yeah, them. someone told me about that, but 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 he, but I suspect they're both nice guys. I I've never met the twin brother, never met Luke, but um, I'm sure they 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 they're both mm. good guys. So, without wanting to sound. Did you go straight from the driving instructing into coming to this, what was then the psychology department, or was there another kind of route that took you in that direction? Um, it pretty much, it pretty much that that's that's the route I took because I um again the the area where the the driving school was based um quite a lot of of. of people lived and worked within the, that area. So I remember one of your 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 previous colleague, Howard Steele. Yep. And obviously Peter, the, the Anna Freud was quite a prominent place for, for these people. So Howard Steele and his wife being Canadians, they needed to to learn, not to learn to drive, but to, to get the driving license so mm. i'm i met them through through that process i met peter i'm well peter no i didn't teach peter to drive i'm howard steel and his wife went through the driving process with me to get their british license and 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 it and, and that's where it all took off because um i was told of this position and 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 i came into the building to meet howard steel one day and i, I it, it felt familiar it felt right um when he took me down to the workshop and i i met people i i think he he had a project going on in the workshop you'd probably remember the workshop was the entire basement so i went down to the workshop and i saw the workshop and i saw familiar things from my school and, and and secondary school days, you know, where 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 I, I was reasonably good at chemistry and, and things like that. And I said, but you know, I have got all these these knowledge and and I started talking to a couple of, of the guys in there. And eventually it, it, that's what that's that's what happened. And when a, a vacancy turned up with the technicians, you know, I applied for it and Bob, Bob Orderly hired me as a junior technician at the time to not just one particular person but to the entire department so um so in 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 that sense i was exposed to everyone and everything they were doing so i've worked on the fifth floor i don't know what goes on on the fifth floor at the time i would would have, would have gone up there to work with henry plotkin and in his experimental stuff and Celia and people like that, and then I'd come down to 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 do things for 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 Peter, who was in the second floor at the time before he moved over. So it, it eventually, so whilst the money wasn't great, I I I saw it as an opportunity for me to revise and and revive some of the the the, the skill and and to 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 sort of 
re regain some sort of educational status because whilst I was doing that, I went out and do a social work degree and 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 work with the probation service for a bit. Um, whilst, whilst I was still working at UCL, I did all of this whilst I was working. Well, it, it says all, but I did it whilst I was doing this job at at, um, at PALS. And so I did the degree with the, the Mungford University and obviously started doing some social work in the probation service whilst still, and that's up here at Luton where I live, and, and eventually combining the two until it got too much for for both to be doing both so i've i no longer do any work for the probation service i simply just come into ucl so how did you find the work with the probation service because i i know um i've done a tiny little bit of work with prisons and after that just made me think i i wanted to do a lot you know this is just before the lockdown and after that i thought there are so many different things we could be doing differently here and mm -hmm. we should be paying a lot more attention to this as a society. So what, what was it like for you? Um, I, I I was based at one of the, 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 the so-called bail hostels. I, I, I would have gone in there three evenings a week and eventually I, it became so demanding that I was doing this like four evenings a week and I would have taught the guys social skills. I would have taught them practical, you know, back to work skills. And so it, it, it was rewarding. But then ever so often you'd find bureaucracy gets into the way. And these are already guys who struggle to, 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 to uphold the laws of society. And then I'll say turn up one one evening and I say, well, I can't have you use that jigsaw or that barn saw because the, the the health and safety aspect of it and because of the nature of your offending ways we have to be mindful and we have to to restrict and so so whilst they, they were trying to 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 get us to re get these guys to rehab re to to to, to rethink and and that's a word that that's been used quite a lot rethink rather than rehabilitation rethink your position and 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 we, we it started getting really technical and in the sense of 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 teaching these guys and 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 most from from my experience most of these guys simply need some guidance in in their life some structure in their life and and to some extent when you feel when you come across a a, a 40 or 50 year old young man who is considered to have whatever personality disorder and when you get talking to him he cannot spell the word book you know mm. you, you 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 feel as as another human being you feel you you have to connect with that person and try to get them to to, to know why they, they they behave in the way they do and help them to to, to try and uphold society values so it, it became harder and harder rather than than a simple straightforward role as as it it it, it was meant to be mm. so um so eventually i had to give that up um but it it was always fun and um and 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 rewarding it was always rewarding to to help people in that way and what was it like 
because you've now been in the psychology department and now pals so the psychology we kind of became this bigger structure mm. um, what's that been like in terms of the changes how's that been as a journey for you um the changes have been pretty straightforward because um the the administration has more or less I, I, if I can use the term grew up with the administration um, I, I, because here we are I remember when you were postgrad and now I, I, I was so happy when you took on that role I was so pleased I was tempted to send you an email to say well done Sophie I know you can excel in this role um, so I'm, I'm really glad so I, I can say we, we actually grew together when John role change from what it was to what it is I was really pleased and just as Peter I remember when Peter used to be in in in, in the building he and Julia Curl and they, they were in, instrumental people in helping me especially Julia you know she she signed quite a lot of the the, the training I had to go on to for my degree and and my social work degree and that, that sort of stuff Julia was very instrumental in it and 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 Peter and so so um so the changes that that came up came up came around uh, that brought pals about it's pretty is for me is just an evolution of of of, the, of another stage we just have to go through this and and I'm I'm quite glad to see that people like yourself John Draper Peter are still around and 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 doing and and, and actually changing the face of of Pals and changing the face of the department um the, the the whole workshop thing I miss because again I like the the, the practical part of what we we used to do in the workshop i.e. billing things you know but gone are those days but um I, I i have to from time to time i have to to remind myself that i'm whilst i have all these desire to build things i it is more important for me to send a report or write a report out <laughs> on, 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 rather than than spend all these hours in the workshop building something you know um and but those days those days have gone and and but they were good days it, it was all good Mm. And and uh, where we are now, I I I I think it's also good, you know, that the department has evolved to to the to the big dinosaur it is. <laughs> and I think one of the things that um is really worth bearing in mind is so we have a kind of cultural belief that like scientists are, well, they're white men in white coats and they're old mm. and they're in the, on their own in a laboratory doing something but science is always a community of people working together even if someone is doing stuff apparently on their own they're never doing it on their own there is mm. always collaboration and there's always a wider range of people involved and it's really I think important that we and a lot of people have argued this in terms of like how we should look at the history of science because we portray it that way but it's never like that there are always pe other people working in those laboratories and it's really um I think important to continue acknowledging this because even nowadays when like sometimes tv people want to come and film, they go well come and come and film you in the laboratory like I, i've got like an office that's <laughs> really a laboratory they're not going to see test tubes yes. but even then you know this isn't i'm not here doing this on my own all of the technical stuff is absolutely reliant on a, a whole community of people in the building so it's you know just a general way it's easy to focus in on the science as if that's the only thing that happens the only thing that matters but it's a it's a community of work isn't it it is and um 
Only recently I've had, you, you may recall Jim Chambers and John and Roger Bunce and, and characters like that. I had Jim, Jim come to visit me in the department recently and I took him into Buckney and showed him what the workshop have become and it broke his heart. Oh, because yeah, because Jim is an instrument maker and yeah. he was quite keen on showing me all the skills on the lathe and the milling machines and things of uh, of that nature. And when he 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 heard that I had to give I'm giving the lathe away, I'm giving the the the, the big equipments away. He 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 was quite you know this this is part of my legacy. This is part of my history, and there you are giving it away. And I taught you, you know. So I for for a while, I I for a few minutes while talking to him, I realized that he was a little disappointed in me, or probably quite a lot disappointed in me, um, because as you you may recall, I was the junior member of all the technicians. So I would the one who would run around. If a chair need moving, I would go up and move it. If you know, so Jim, Jim, Jim. When Jim turned up, Jim turned up with the expectation. Okay, now George, so you're in charge and you're looking after everything. But I was the one to break the bad news that everything have to be, you know, changed and and we have to get rid of all the mechanical stuff. And I'm going to get. Uh, a 3D printer in, in, in this room and the MRI needs this and the MRI needs that and you know and and, and he just couldn't get his head around it. So and, and Jim is 85, 86. You, you may have seen him at, at Bob's funeral. He is, you know, um, he, he, he hasn't lost any anything any any of his faculties, but he's, he's reasonably frail and but but you know, he, he for some reason he thought the workshop would have remained and he thought by having me in place now that legacy would have continued only for me to tell him no, you know, we're going the different route. So so to some extent, this is a part of how life just changes and just moves is on. It, I think that's true. But I think it's also true that you've carried on his legacy because it could still couldn't carry on without a completely functioning group of expert technicians we're still as reliant as the technology changes doesn't it it's the absolutely um it is quite difficult to some extent for me to convince some of the technical people that we have that that the entire that the entire division depends on their knowledge you know whereby i i i think with, with a bit of shyness they, they and on and other personal issues they they tend to to hide away as opposed to te the technicians should make themselves people's project and and be want to wanting to 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 be involved which is what we were encouraged to which is what i was encouraged to mm. um, i i i remember you know being told that um today you can be doing this with Pete Howell, but then tomorrow I want you to erect some scaffolding in in, 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 in the car park so that the animal house can get its feed up and, and things like that. How are you gonna go about it? And so mm. from, from doing something with listening to Pete or assisting Pete in recording songs and, and whatnot to going out there the next building scaffolding, you know, and and it, it, it's just one of those it, it what it still is one of those interesting jobs mm. it's hard to convey that to someone 
who who just haven't been part of that sort of environment. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's still interesting, and I think it's um, and it's still obviously completely essential. And I think we we've, we've achieved a great deal over the last well 30 years. That's when I started my I started my PhD 30 years ago. That's when I started. years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's it's uh, it remains uh, an interesting and a you know kind of technically complex but very fascinating place to work. I like I like I think one of the reasons why people don't tend to leave. There's a good place to work, and there's it's kind of big enough that there's enough going on that it, no no two days really are the same, are they? Absolutely, no two days for me is the same because I can go into the building to, today, this morning, and it's all calm. And by evening, you know, we have a, a, a state of, of a situation whereby, you know, a rat, a delivery of rats been left in the corridor and everyone's panicking and who's going to move them and why are they there in the first place and we didn't know there were rats in the building, you know, you have to explain to people, they're laboratory rats, they're not, you know, rats from the, the gutter or anywhere, laboratory rats, they're nice clean rats. And it's an oversight by whoever the technician is, uh, or or you or you can get a message. You know, one of the cleaners came around at eleven o'clock, and and there was a, a a yellow bag with needles and some. Well, you know, we do experimental work, you know, and um and eleven o'clock clean. It's an unfortunate situation that the, the eleven o'clock cleaner actually came across that that bag of the of 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 you know waste which which is confidential and 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 to some extent you know the medical waste and and and, and sometimes things go wrong and the way it, it it's changed to some extent there isn't just one phone call you make you have to send over three or four emails to pacify or to reassure as much people as possible that a breach hasn't taken place. It's just an oversight by one individual and 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 it's become so much more of a diplomatic role mm. uh, and when i try to explain things like that to roger or jim um it just doesn't they just don't seem to get their head around it um and and bless them you know I, I, in a funny way i love these guys but um but we have to move on from that way of thinking and we have to make sure that we keep everybody reasonably safe in the building and and, and reassuring individual is a big part of the role now mm. 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 So, yeah, well, I, I'm going to start wrapping that up now, George. I really can't thank you enough for doing this. I, it's a fascinating story. And what a fascinating history as well for your family. And um, again, well, this is a I'm delighted that we're getting to do this for Black History Month. But I think also I'm delighted because none of the science that we ever talk about would be possible if it wasn't for somebody and a whole team of people. Mm. making sure that we can anything can actually happen in the building and can happen safely and to do so so charmingly so thank you so much george thank you very very much i'm going to stop recording now i just want to say bye-bye and thanks again thank you sophie thank you for having me i really appreciate it thank Take you care. bye have thank a good you. day bye-bye bye-bye thanks